Hey, everybody, and welcome to Learning from Smart People. I am your host, Rob Oliver, and with me today is Glenette Goodbread. She is a smart person. She has been in business since 1999 and helps Christian entrepreneurs, service providers, and consultants generate more leads and grow their business. Her latest offer is a website redesign in a week. Glenette, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rob. It's great to be here. Absolutely. So let's talk about this. Let's kind of start with your backstory. Tell me a little bit about where you come from and kind of how you how you got to where you are today. Sure. Um, well, I actually have a degree in accounting, but I pretty quickly realized that I didn't want to spend my life doing accounting. So I ended up in computers and I worked for the state as a systems analyst for about 20 years. Well, I did payroll and other stuff part of that time. Then I started my web design business kind of as a fluke. I created a personal website in 1999 and showed it to one of our vendors. He was the, uh, he owned the accounting software that we used and he said, could you create a website for my business? And I was like, I guess so. Sure. <laughs> so that is how it started. So back in 99, I actually registered premiumwebdesign.com. People talk about how awesome of a URL that is, but that's why, because it was back then. Sure. <laughs> back when URLs weren't quite so hard to get. Um, I worked for the state as a systems analyst, then like I said, went into computers and um, into web design. And I just really enjoy helping people, you know, sure. leads, growing their business, that kind of thing. Kind of at first it was just creating websites, but then I pretty quickly realized that that was not going to be enough. People actually needed their websites to bring in traffic and make money for them, you know, go figure. Right. <laughs> so once I realized that I needed to, specialize in search engine optimization and learn all that. It's kind of, it's kind of how it all started. Right. And I assume that a lot of people kind of feel like their web developer, the person that creates their website is like Kevin Costner from field of dreams where you like build it and they will come. And right. in, in that way, it's not enough just to build a website you, you have to have one, but then if, you have a website and no one visits it, then there's no, there's no benefit from it. I guess it's kind of, it's kind of like having a billboard, right? And if, if your billboard is, is on a cul-de-sac in the middle of the country, it can be the most wonderful billboard and it can be fantastic, but there's very little traffic that sees it. So you're not going to generate the, the leads. Whereas if you've got it exactly. on, on the side of, for example, the Pennsylvania Turnpike, where it's getting tons of traffic, that's going to be what generates. So you then, I'm assuming, had to develop the skills to say, okay, it's not just enough to, to build a website, but you mentioned doing search engine optimization, SEO. And how did, you, how did you kind of come into that as, did that become a, a part of the business? Did that become the primary focus of the business or how did that work out for you? Uh, well, it's funny you mentioned the field of dreams quote, because I do tend to incorporate that. Probably most designers and SEO people incorporate that into the presentation. 
Like we wish it was, if you build it, they will come, but it's not. Right. <laughs> but, um, but basically with SEO, it was kind of like initially it was something that I needed to do kind of more in the background. It was like, we're going to design your website and oh, by the way, we probably ought to optimize it. But once you get results for people and they start telling other people, it kind of becomes the thing you're known for. So fairly quickly, it became something that was something I do that is very highly in demand, but also something I'm pretty good at. So people would refer me to other people for just SEO. And then, of course, you realize that SEO is a recurring service, so it kind of tends to become one of your main services because web design is awesome and you definitely need a great website, uh, what I call a conversion focused website, meaning it's not just pretty, it's actually focused on converting people from a visitor to a client, but you need SEO on an ongoing basis, not just, it's not a once and done kind of thing like a website. Okay, so let me just kind of work through this in my mind. In some ways, the website design side of things is construction and the SEO part is is marketing. Is that a fair analysis? Pretty good, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the website itself is kind of part of marketing because your copy and your, your design even is part of your marketing because the colors you choose, the everything about your website is part of your marketing, but that's pretty good. SEO is definitely, I would say, more so marketing, but they're both, they go hand in hand. Okay. And I guess what I'm thinking about is, you know, a, de a department store, right? Or a, yeah, these days it feel like department stores don't exist anymore. But, you know, when, when you're going somewhere and there's a business, there is the, the structure of the business. There's the brick and mortar side of it. But then there's also the elements of there's a sign out front and there's a layout inside for business. You know, and all of that, it all goes together that it needs to be more than just a brick and mortar structure. There's a whole, there's a whole layout and a plan for how the whole thing works together. So right. as you're working with clients to do this, as you're, you're doing the marketing, can you walk us through some of the, the process to like talk about, okay, when you're, when you're optimizing for a search engine or when you're building your website, what are the elements that go into that marketing side of it? Well, the first thing you want to think about with SEO, especially, is um, the person that you're going to be speaking to. So you want to look at the who. So like, who is your ideal client? And I came up with a, I guess it's an acronym using the word client. So C is character. You want to look at who is this person that I'm trying to attract versus who am I trying to repel? Because you also want to when somebody goes to your website, you want them to say, nope, that's not me, or yes, that is absolutely me. So in my case, like Christian entrepreneurs are one of my most um, ideal markets because I am an evangelist. My husband and I travel doing evangelism. So it's good to work with people who are of like mind and like faith because when I say I have a revival tonight, um, I'll get back to you tomorrow. I want them to understand and be on the same page and it works out good that way. Sure. Um, 
L is for lifestyle. So you want to look at what kind of lifestyle do they lead? So if you're in your copy talking about moms who are up all night long, but they're a single parent or they're, I mean, they're not a parent at all, then you kind of, you got to look at their lifestyle. What kind of lifestyle are they leading? And then the I is income. I mean, we know with your ideal client, you kind of need to know where they're at as far as income. When I first started doing websites, I charged like $397. Now I charge several thousand, but that's been several years. And that's a basic website versus a very SEO focused website. And then E is for engage. So like, where are they engaging? Like, how do they engage? If they come to your website, are they gonna respond more to your images, your copy? How are they gonna engage with you and how can you engage with them? And also like your, your colors even go into that. Like, are they gonna engage more? Like if I'm going after male attorneys in their fifties, I'm not gonna put up a bright pink and purple website. You know, it's just, that's not gonna work. Sure. <laughs> and the N of course is need. You know, they need to have a need of what you are serving. You know, your service that you provide is it something that they need? What do they need? Are they looking for a very basic website, just a landing page? Do they need a 10 page website so they can have a page for every service? You know, what, what do they need to meet their goal, which is in my case, usually growing their income. Okay. And then T is time. Like, so where do they spend their time? Are they on Facebook? LinkedIn, because if you want to go after somebody who spends all their time at a farmer's market <laughs> and you never go to the farmer's market and you're not going to do any marketing at the farmer's market, you know, it makes no sense to go after that person. So you want to go after somebody who's engaging and spends their time in a market where you are going to be visible because that's just, you've got to be visible online or you're like the best kept secret. So that goes for you and your client. Um, that's pretty much the the who. Do you want me to keep going as far as? Right, let me just let me just process, okay. okay? Because I was surprised with a couple of things. Number one, when you talk about time, um, for me, I'm a, I'm a speaker, and I was thinking about timing from the perspective of are they are they in the market for something today? Are they in the market for something in the next? three months or are they in the market for something and you know, the, the nine to 12 months where timing and you're, you're talking about it more from the, um, from the aspect of where, where do they spend their time? Um, right. so now when I say, you know, the client acronym, like I said, that I came up with, it's just not all encompassing. It's sure. just like, these are six of the main things that you want to look at. You definitely want to look at all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. Well, no. And, and yet what you've, what you've said gives a lot to think about from, you know, the, their character, their lifestyle, their income, their, uh, okay. I got to E and I'm, um, engage their, their engagement, their need and their time, all of those things. Mm -hmm. You've got to, you've got to get to know your client. You've got to get right. to know your person and, and it's interesting to me this, okay, because I asked about search engine optimization and you didn't mention anything about search engines. You made it all about the client. And so right. how does, like, how do you get, why do people kind of 
talk about SEO when it actually is about, I, I don't know, client optimization instead. Is that, is that a fair question? Yes. Um, I don't typically talk that much about SEO, not as much as I used to, because number one, it's just one of the services I provide, even though it is the service that I tend to lead with. Um, it's kind of like so many people have their conception of SEO and so many people get these phone calls, like we can rank you in Google on, you know, on the first page in a week. And, you know, I just, I've kind of veered away from even so much mentioning the word SEO. To me, it's more about lead generation and, you know, you can't generate a lead if when the person gets to your website, it doesn't speak to them. If it doesn't resonate with them, if it doesn't meet their need, you know, they're going to just bounce and be gone. So, you know, what good did it do you to get them there? Yeah. I love what you're talking about. Okay. And because so many times it's search engine optimization to me anyway, sounds like what does Google want from me? And you're right that I can make a website that Google loves and it ranks on the first page for my primary keyword that I'm interested in. But once I get people, once Google sends people to my website, does the website resonate with them? And does it, does it address their needs? And if, right. and does it resonate with them? It, it makes, it makes a whole lot of sense. Now, I think I interrupted you in the middle of moving on to the next part of, we, we established the who, finding, right. finding your client and identifying them. Then what's the next part? Um, the next thing you want to look at is what, like, what is your mission? Like for your website, for somebody that lands on your page and we've, we've established who they are, who's going to resonate with your content, your copy, if it's well-written and designed to convert. Um, so let's talk about your mission. So like, and this kind of goes along with, it kind of pulls from the who, because the first thing you want to think about with your, your what is where are they at in their process? So like in marketing, there are levels and I didn't come up with these. These are well-established levels of need. So like the, the first one is unaware. The second one is that they are problem aware, which means they know they have a problem, but they don't know where to go to fix it or how to fix it. The next one is solution aware, meaning I have a problem and I know that there's a solution for it. I just don't know where to go to get that solution. And then the last one is product aware, meaning I have, I know I have a problem and I know what the solution is and I even know where to go to get that solution. So like if somebody knows they need a website and they know that their website is not converting at all, they've had it for years, they hardly ever get a phone call. They hardly ever have anybody contact them and say they visited their website. They know that they need a website and they've maybe just read an article or seen a podcast where me or somebody who does web design talked about web design. So they know the solution. So you need to know where your person is in that stage. So if on your homepage, you're going after unaware people, you got to do a lot more educating than if you're going after somebody who already knows about your product and knows that they need a website. And it's kind of like that time, the timing you were mentioning earlier, that's kind of part of it too, is like, do I know I have a problem? 
and do I know I need it solved ASAP or do I just kind of think I have a problem and you know sometime in the next nine months I'll get around to it sure so they need to they need, they need to be at that awareness level where I, I tend to prefer to go after the ones that are either problem or solution mean solution or product aware meaning they're toward the end of that timeline and they know what they need and maybe even who provides it they just haven't signed up okay so let me i live in the world of analogy so hopefully you can bear with me it it's if it's a car okay so there are tire kickers right there are people that just kind of they they're out and they're they they're going to buy a car maybe sometime you know because they they feel like everybody needs a car you need a car to get around so they but right now they don't really need a car they're just kind of looking around okay Mm -hmm. i would they are they're somewhat they're basically unaware they're just out there and kind of looking and then you know, they go to the mechanic and their, their car has a problem and they're realizing, you know, my car may not last very long. Now they, they become aware of the fact that now they're becoming problem aware. Okay. Then they're saying, okay. Um, as the, let's just say their, their car has another problem. And now they're saying, okay, now I'm, I'm really aware of this. I, I need to buy a new car or I need to get a new car. And I'm beginning to look at, what are the options that are available on new cars? And they're starting to do that research. So they're starting right. to learn about solutions. And then they, re- they come up with the fact that I want to get a car that's good for the environment and a car that is, gets good gas mileage and a car that does X, Y, and Z. And now I've done my research and I come up with, this is the car that I want that, does, that fits X, Y, and Z. And now I'm ready to, to buy that car. Is that kind of the four stages in, in terms of a car. Does that make sense? Basically. Yeah. Um, the other thing to think about is what, like your intent. So like if you're doing those searches and you're, you're doing your research, um, when you do keyword research for SEO, one of the things you look at is the intent of that person. Like, am I just researching cars? Like maybe I'm writing a paper for school on cars or am I looking to buy a car? And if I'm looking to buy a car, am I looking to buy a certain kind of car in a certain town? So like your phrases that you go after, you know, vary based on where that person is and what it is they're looking for. So like if somebody's um, looking to get divorced, I hate to use that example, but I do work with attorneys. Um, A divorce attorney, you know, if they're researching divorce, versus divorce attorney in a certain city, you know, that's two totally different searches. One is just, you know, I'm having some problems in my marriage and I need to, I don't know if I need counseling. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what the solution is. The other one is, okay, I'm at that point. I need a divorce attorney in this town. So the intent, the buyer's intent of that is totally different. Okay. So then let's talk about how you kind of, how you differentiate yourself from your competition and how you present your product, your solution in a way that's going to resonate with, with your ideal client. Can, can you tell me about that a little bit? Sure. Um, 
basically the way that I differentiate myself is number one, I've been doing this so long. I've been doing it since 99. Um, and I've had clients tell me, you know, when they, when I do my presentation, my proposal with them, they're like, it's very obvious that you know what you're doing. So I think um, credibility and authority and just the longevity of being in business is part of my USP, which is unique selling proposition. And also, you know, the fact that I'm not just a web designer and I'm not just an SEO company. I do both as well as other stuff, but those two are the primary things. So I'm not going to create just a pretty website. And at the same time, I'm not going to recommend that you do stuff to your website that I know will hurt your conversions and only help you with Google because bounce rate is part of what Google looks at. So if we make changes to your website that we think will improve your SEO, but then they don't, the website no longer resonates with people and they just hit, you know, bounce off and hit close, that affects your SEO. So I think, you know, the level of knowledge is a big part of what it is. And then recently I got certified as a master marketer. So I look at things a little bit differently than the typical web designer because it's, it's for me, it's all about the entire package, like not just, you know, I can create you a website. Sure. I mean, you could probably find somebody in college who's never created a website before who could create you a website, but is it going to be conversion focused? Is it going to be search optimized? Is it going to speak to your ideal client? Is it going to convert? You know, those are the kind of things that I think people need to look at. Yeah. It, it does make sense. It's the difference between having, having something that having something to have it and having something that works uh, is a, right. a huge difference that it's the effectiveness of what you're doing. And in, in that way, you're talking about the return on investment. Uh, right. and, exactly. and I guess that kind of brings me to the, the next thing, because you're talking about the difference between, I think you said at the beginning, you were charging $397 for a website, and now it's going to be something that costs several thousand dollars possibly. How do you, how do you share that with clients when they, they're thinking, okay, I can get this done on the cheap somewhere? Or why is it that I'm going to go and, and spend a little bit more money, or maybe in some cases a lot more money, on your product or service. I, and I'm thinking about that, not to put you on the spot, but using you as the example of right. clients being able to, to talk about the pricing of their product and the value that it comes, that comes with it. Right. It is all about return on investment. So one of the clients that I had years ago, she had this gorgeous website. It was for a vitamin company and it had this beautiful waterfall, and it was just gorgeous, but the person who had designed it made it, it was all images. Like even the text was part of the image and Google could not read images. So it was like, um, basically let's put up a big blank page and say, Hey, Google <laughs> read this. Right. But, um, so that's a big part of it is like the ROI. So like, I admit, you know, I freely tell my clients, you know, you could hire any one of thousands of designers if you just need a 
website. If you just need to say, I have a website and you need a URL to put on your business card because there are businesses out there that have plenty of business. You know, they don't actually need business from their website. They just need a website so that when people go look, they look legit because they are legit. They're a legit business. They just haven't taken the time to get a website yet. And people do judge you if you're in business and you've been in business for years and you don't have even just like a one page website yet. So, you know, I explained to them, like I said earlier about, you know, keyword research, because if you put up the website and you don't do any keyword research, then you're kind of just guessing at what people are searching for. So one of the things I do when I create a website is I do that research to figure out, okay, are people searching for bankruptcy attorney or bankruptcy lawyer more in this area? Are they searching this or that? You know, And one of the things we look for too is what's called long tail phrases, which basically means the longer the phrase, the more likely you are to rank for it especially if you're a newer site. So we wouldn't want to go after podcasting when we could go after podcasting for Christian entrepreneurs, but we want to make sure there are some searches for that longer phrase. So basically what they're getting for that higher amount is the search optimization, the marketing know-how because one of the things I'll do is like a strategy session where we talk about you know who is your client um what offers are you going to make you know because if your website's not making any offers you know it's quite likely you're not getting a lot of traction from it so um do you need a funnel you know a lot of websites a lot of web designers don't even know what a funnel is much less how to create one so, and for those that don't know, a funnel is basically just a series of pages that takes somebody through a process. So like maybe you have an ebook, you have a lead gen funnel that you have an opt-in page, they sign up, you send them the ebook, you send them to a thank you page on the thank you page, there's your calendar, they can book a call. You know, it's just all sorts of marketing mechanisms that you can put into place so much more than just having a website. Yeah. So there is, there is the concept of having a website, but then there's having a website with a plan in place for what is it that I want the website to do. And right. I would imagine that once you have established what you want the website to do, it makes it a whole lot easier to evaluate the effectiveness of your website because you say, okay, this, I want my website to generate leads. And I, now at the end of the month, you take a look and say, how many leads did the website generate? If it didn't generate the any, or it didn't generate the number that you're looking for, okay, how do we, what do we need to do with the website to make it more effective in doing what we're, right. what it was intended to do? Is that, is that right? Right. And there are ways to even track that, that a lot of people don't know about, like call tracking phone numbers, where you can put a call tracking number on your website and every time somebody calls you, not only can their call be recorded, but it's also tracked. So at the end of the month, you can go in and you can see, okay, we had this many calls. We had this many missed calls, which some businesses don't realize how much money they're losing because the receptionist was chit-chatting down the hall with somebody or in the bathroom or on the phone or whatever, you know, just 
so many missed calls that that's business they're losing and they don't know until they see that data. But, um, and with the recordings, of course, you have to get permission. Like you, you have a recording, say your call may be recorded, blah, blah, blah. Right. But then you can go back and listen to those calls and use them for sales training. You know, like, you know, you kind of missed the ball here. <laughs> you know, you sure. kind of should have said this instead of that or that kind of thing. Okay. There's just a lot you can do. It makes makes a lot of sense. And hopefully the more sense it makes, the more dollars it will make the people that are using it. Glenna, you've, you've been wonderful. If people are looking to learn more about you and about the services that you're offering, uh, where can they find you? Sure. Uh, well, we only covered about half of what I had written down. So, yep. um, so maybe I'll, I'll have you back. Um, maybe I'll have you would, back one of these days. So yeah, that would be great. But, um, they are welcome to go to premiumwebdesign.com and click on book a call. And I would love to give each and every one of your listeners who's interested a free call. It's basically just a discovery call, like 15, 20 minutes. It's not going to take a lot of your time. It's more so just to see, are there some, what I call profit leaks in your business on your website that we can immediately plug um, whether you have me do the work or take that to somebody else. Um, we can also do like a business intensive, which is a, like a two hour meeting where um, we really drill down into your ideal client and all that. Then um, the rapid redesign offer that you mentioned at the top of the call is rapidredesignnow.com slash registration. That is a webinar that explains how that program works. And it's basically you sign up, we do some pre-work, you pick a week. By the end of that week, your new website is up and running, launched, live, converting. And then we have a follow-up call afterwards to kind of see what next. Okay, excellent. I will happily put links to those in the show notes so that anyone that's interested can can get out there and, and check it out. And I appreciate that. You also have a webinar which you have done, which I'm gonna I'm gonna link in the show notes too, so that folks can um, learn all about what you're doing and you know possibly utilize your services. We have come to the time for three questions to establish your humanity. Are you ready for these, my friend? I guess so. <laughs> all right. Would you rather have somebody be honest with you and hurt your feelings? or uh, to not be exactly honest with you and protect your feelings? I would rather than be honest. I cannot stand lying. <laughs> it, it probably will hurt my feelings, but in all truth, it's probably something I already knew. <laughs> that works. You know, sometimes you're so right that it, there are things that we know about ourselves and we just uh, kind of let them let them go and not don't want to admit it. <laughs> yep. So uh, what is one thing that is on your bucket list? Um, something that you, a goal that you'd like to accomplish before you pass. I would love to go to Israel. Yep. Um, I have quite a few things I'd like to do, but of, of all of them, I'd say that one is probably the most um, pressing. Okay. Last question for you, vegetables. Is there a vegetable that you believe um, could be left off the list of it? 
left off the list of things that you need to eat to be healthy, not because it's not healthy, but just because according to Glenette Goodbread, this is the one vegetable that we could probably do without. Oh, there's so many of them. <laughs> I would probably say squash. Okay. Like the zucchini or the summer squash. It, yeah. It's like they, you know, they make that like zucchini spaghetti stuff. Uh-huh. It just looks gross. It's like, why would you do that? <laughs> and it, they call it spaghetti squash, but it doesn't actually taste like spaghetti and it doesn't really I haven't look. tried it because it looks so gross. <laughs> No problem. Glenette, good, like, I don't want to eat worms. Yep. True. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate it. Thank you. To all my listeners, I appreciate you. Thank you for spending time with us. And I hope that you have a good rest of your day and that you've learned something from our conversation today. And I will remind you that when you stop learning, you stop living. Have a great day, everybody. 